Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Natalie Abbott. And today I get to interview one of my best friends in the whole world, Melody Sullivan. Hi, Melody. Hey, Natalie. This is so exciting. I know it is. Okay, so here's the thing. This month we are talking about our freedom stories. And um, in other words, we're talking about just the ways that Jesus has set us free. And we are interviewing each of the women who work for Dwell. So Melody actually works for Dwell, which is like the best and coolest thing when you get to have your best friend work with you. Um, That's awesome. It is. It's amazing. So um, anyway, so the verse that we are talking about this month is, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. It's from John 8:36, And we just felt like it would be really fitting to, uh, as we talk about that verse, to just share our testimonies. And um, I just, I personally love, love, love hearing people's testimonies. Yeah, me too. I really do. I, I'm always so curious to know like people's backgrounds and things like that. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like it's such a cool uh, example of God meeting us individually where we are and, and just being such an amazing creative storyteller that he weaves our stories together with his story in a way that is just always so beautiful. So tell us, Melody, tell us your your testimony. Tell us how did you come to know Jesus? How did he set you free? Yeah, I will. All right, well, I'll start at the beginning. Um, I grew up going to church with my family. I had Mm -hmm. mom and a dad and a sister. And we were at church most Sundays, and I always enjoyed it. I will say that um, I love to go to church, but it was mostly because my cousins and aunts and uncles and grandma were there, and I just loved to be with them. So in my mind, church was mostly about my family. I did love hearing the Bible stories and things like that. But again, it was mostly a social sort of thing for me and to be with my family. So um When I was really, really young, probably one of the first things I remember thinking about the Bible, um, which is not correct. I don't think anybody told me this. I don't know where I picked it up, but I remember very vividly thinking that I had to read the whole Bible to go to heaven. Um, You actually do. That's right. Yeah. And I I was like, part of me really liked that there was like a rule. Like I knew what I had to do, but also part of me was very overwhelmed by that because I would try to read my Bible and I like didn't understand it very well. Um, and it mm. felt like a book that was way bigger than any other book I'd ever read as a small kid. And I was like, how am I ever going to get to heaven? I have to read this whole Bible. Um, <laughs> but thankfully that is not the way. <laughs> um, I never knew that about you. Yeah, yeah. And actually, you know, I say thankfully, but maybe that, I don't know, maybe some people would think that's like an easy way to do it. But as I was a five-year-old, that did not seem easy. So (laughs) anyways, at some point that went away. And I remember being at a church camp and I had gone a couple of years. I was going into, I think, fifth grade. And I remember hearing the gospel presentation just so clearly for the first time it just like, it made sense, like something clicked. And it wasn't that I hadn't heard this before. um, But 
it was clearly that the spirit had like lifted the fog from my eyes and just showed me who he was, what Jesus had done for me. And I was so eager and excited to um, ask the Lord into my heart at that point. And I remember being like super excited, but also like, why didn't I know this before? And I honestly think it was just that I wasn't ready. Like I just, I didn't hear it clearly until then. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that was going into like fifth grade and I came home and I remember really wanting to learn to read the Bible, wanting to learn or wanting to grow in my faith and not really sure how to do that. And so I was praying about that, like really through middle school, um, I sort of put things on the back burner, like still kept going to church, did youth group here and there, had friends who were like rule followers, like in a good group of friends. I was never like the rebellious kind of person. And then got to high school and was still praying this prayer, like, God, if this is really who I am and my faith is something that's a huge part of me, I need help and I need to figure it out more. And at that point, there was like opportunities to date guys that were not great, to hang out with crowds that were not great. And I sort of started to like do those things a little bit. Um, And I remember coming to a point where I was like, this is just not who I want to be or how I want to live. And I again, went back to that prayer of like, Lord, please send me someone to help me figure out my faith. And then the following month, I met a Young Life leader. Um, And for anybody who's not familiar with Young Life, it is an amazing ministry where older adults, Christians meet high school kids where they are. And basically, they answered my prayer, like they were the person to help me figure out my faith. Um, And so I met Kate, my Young Life leader. Um, And she really walked with me through high school and like showed me how to read my Bible, showed me what it meant to be in a community of faith, showed me the importance of going to church and the importance of sharing my faith with others, which was another desire that I had in my heart of like, this is so important and I want my friends to know about it and I don't know how to tell them without being like the weird church kid. Um, I I mean, I hope that that doesn't offend anyone, (laughs) but I didn't want to be like corny or whatever. And so Young Life was this amazing outlet for me to learn about my faith and to share it with other people. Um, And God really planted in my heart in that time of my life, this desire for outreach, this desire to bring people into the kingdom, to build relationships with people. I think that I'm just a highly relational person. And he helped me to see like how I could use my gifts in that way. And I went on to end up marrying someone who was on Young Life staff, and we've done ministry with them for a handful of years. We aren't right now, but it really, I think, I feel like those years were super formative for me and like understanding how we fit into the church as a whole and what that looks like. And God just really changed my life and set me free of those like rules of, you know, like I have to read the Bible to lead into heaven and this is what it's about. And he opened my eyes to see that it's really about what he did for me. You know, like he gave up his life on the cross for me. It is about relational work and all of those things. So I'm so glad that I know way more about it now than I did when I was younger and thought it was about rules and what I had to check off my list to be free because that's not at all what it is. Yeah. And if it, if it were, we couldn't live up to it anyway. No, I would still be trying to read through all the stories of the Bible. <laughs> Yeah, you get down and you're like, wait a second, what did I just read? Right, right. (laughs) Uh, Well, I love what you said about it being about relationship. Um, I think that God is a very relational God. And um, I love to see how God uses our stories and the things that we're passionate about and interested in 
Um, and just knowing Melody as well as I do, she is such a super relational person. To see him put you in a ministry that is so much based on relationship is just the perfect thing for you. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And it's not that I like chose it, you know, I didn't look it up and pick it out. And you mentioned like hearing our testimonies is such a great way to see how God meets us individually where we are. And that was my story. Like I didn't pick that out. God had that ready for me, but he just sort of put me on that path. Yeah, 100%. That's amazing. So um, now you are older and wiser and live life. How do you see uh, your relationship with Jesus as something that is still freeing? How do you pursue that relationship now? Uh, My relationship with Jesus is freeing in so many ways. Um, As a mother, like having him there for me is huge because there's so many times where you can feel guilty as a mom or like you're not living up and coming back to the scripture and reminding myself like, no. Jesus set me free. I am not a, a slave to shame or to sin or any of those things. I'm free. So in my mothering, he sets me free. Also, just in like everything that goes on around us in the world. And there's just so many things that like weigh down on us right now. Um, and when I focus on those things, I feel, I don't know, like I just feel weighed down. And when I realize enough that I'm feeling that way and I turn my eyes back to Jesus it is like a breath of fresh air and a a reminder of hope that God is bigger than all of this I am not confined to this world this is not my home I am set free because of Jesus so just in day-to-day things like that I would say those feel really the biggest to me right now in mothering in this strange time and then in looking out out at the world around me Amen. I feel the same way. (laughs) It's a lot. It is a lot. (laughs) It can be overwhelming. So what, like you said, you, you fix your eyes back on Jesus. What, what practically does that look like? For me right now, it practically looks like one habit that I try really hard to stick to is praying before I get out of bed in the morning um, Mm. or before I like reach for my phone, just remembering like telling myself truths about the Lord like you know this month's verse is about being set free so like thank you Lord for setting me free just kind of refocusing my heart and they aren't usually long prayers because people it's like as soon as my eyes open up if someone in my house knows I'm awake so these are short (laughs) prayers um but just reminding myself a truth of the Lord before I get out of bed in the morning and then Yes, I'm using my dual tattoos and like looking at those and also trying to say them out loud to my kids, looking for opportunities to point out, you know, different truths about the, the Lord to them during the day. And as best as I can, finding time during the day to be in the word or journaling or praying. Mm-hmm. Some days it's one or some days it's two of those things. Uh, honestly, some days it's none of those things and I feel it. I try to pay attention to when I feel that, you know, like, okay, yeah, it's not just because it's a bad day or a rough day. It's because I am not focusing my heart where it needs to be focused. Yeah. I feel like that's so true for me at least, but I know that mm-hmm. I don't fill myself up with the Lord. I don't have anything to give. And I think especially during summer and having gone through uh, the season with COVID, like just having my kids constantly around, I, I need that. 
yeah it's hard it's really hard yeah we've, none of us have ever lived through this season before you know I feel like we had we had a whole 12 weeks of kids at home and then summer on top of it and it's just it's really hard to find that time so if you're listening to this and you feel that weight I feel that weight with you <laughs> yeah and there and there's so much grace I think what you said about you know just trying to do one of those things even you mm-hmm. know I think for me, just having a couple of words in my mind all day to remind me a couple of words from a verse, um, they just power me through. I think God honors his word. He honors us thinking about it and asking him, like, Lord Jesus, you have set me free. Let me walk in that today instead of burdened by my kids' expectations for me or my own expectations for me or you know, the, the list of to do's that I have or whatever they are, um, to feel that freedom and to, to claim it for ourselves is super powerful. Yeah. I mean, it tells us his word is alive and active and that is a true statement. And it's awesome if you can sit and read huge chunks of scripture and say, I can't really right now. And having the one or two verses, like you said, it, it makes a difference. It's worth it. Sure does. Yeah. Amen, girl. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad that my listeners uh, got to hear your story and know that Melody is behind the scenes doing mm-hmm. so much for us. She manages our social media, Instagram comments. A lot of them come back from her. Uh, she mm-hmm. has this podcast or later she has to listen to herself talk, which is like punishment. Um, <laughs> I know. That, I'm not that, looking forward to that. <laughs> there's nothing worse than hearing your own voice I don't know why we all hate it but we I mean it, I love the sound of your voice but I know you probably <laughs> yeah it, it's gonna be weird I'm usually editing your voice and other people's not my own so yeah. that's okay though it's all right <laughs> <laughs> if it comes out sounding like another person I'm gonna have to send it back to you and you're gonna have to put your own real voice back in <laughs> I'm not that good at editing don't worry <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks, Melody, and uh, appreciate everything that you do for us. And thanks, thanks so much for being honest with your story. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for letting me jump on and do the podcast with you. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, I'll talk to you later. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.